Christmas time is here again. 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 It's Christmas! Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. Na, 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 na. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Oh, no, there's no Christmas time. There he is, he's back. We let him lie and we banish it. All right, lad. How are you, mate? Sound as a pound. All right, Aldo, wrong podcast. So, here we are in Christmas 1981. You're showing me a picture of you looking extremely like your son, but with a stirrup on. I've been here. <laughs> I've been in a loft today trying to dig out some Christmas posies. Oh, there's got so many hidden up there somewhere. I'm going to dig them all out. It's weird, mate, because you're the spitting image of uh, Matthew. Absolute yeah. spitting image. But you've got Lego style hair on your head. <laughs> I was a child of the 70s, kid. Yeah, I know you were. So was your wallpaper. That wallpaper's amazing. <laughs> takes you right back, doesn't it? Oh, that's bad, doesn't it? That, that is a Christmas dinner, though, isn't it? It's chaos. You can just see that it's yeah. chaos. The table. Oh, the, just the spread. What's your ma drinking there? Pomaine or fucking something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I dug these out to have a look at the toys in the background because I can remember the toys I had. And like I said, the one I showed you before was with Steve Austin, Six Million Dollar Man Rocket that turned into like a, a hospital bed. We striker. Did you ever have a striker where you push the head down and the foot kicked? It was like Sabutio, but you push the head down. When you push the head down, the leg kicked the ball. I heard it mentioned on a pod, another podcast this week, Life Goals. Yeah. Yeah, and there was so, like yeah, there was a cricket game as well, wasn't it? There was a cricket game. Oh, test match. Yeah, test match. We had that, but you couldn't play it because the bot, the um, the felt, the ground, if you like, the green ground with all the markings on, it never sat straight, never sat uh, sat flat. So you, the, it was a little metal ball was the was the obviously the ball, and it would just fucking roll all over the place, just go up the, the slopes of the um. So it, it had to be glued onto a table or something. Yeah, which we never did. We just sort of like never played it instead. Yeah, just put it on the carpet and then put it in the bin. Yeah. So, Christmas 1981. Yeah, I was excited when this came up last week, when you span the wheel and 81 came up. Okay, so... There's been some 50s that sort of hard to, hard to go back to, the 80s. Yeah, we knew that we, we knew that we were around getting toys. Then we could. Oh, yeah, it's a joyous time. I was ten years old. You were what eight? Eight, yeah. And again, um, looking at the Argos catalogue has triggered memories that I didn't know I had. Yeah, 
the Argos cat, that's a, a great research going to the Argos, even for, I mean, I started looking at the toys, but then I went and looked at other things, and it reminds me of the furniture we used to have in the house and ornaments and things. Yeah, music centres. Yeah. There was a whole range of um, them hi-fi stereo stands to put your record player on and then your records in. In Yeah, behind the glass door. Yeah. All that. Fucking boss, man. Boss. Media Cube. Was they called a Media Cube? Well, there was them ones. But there was the longer ones. My my father had a, a... It was a record player, but it was flat, like a piano. So okay. it, it had the, the, the LP there, the record there. Then in the middle, it had a radio flat. And yeah. there, it had the tape deck. And you had to lift the lid up like that. Oh, yeah, okay. And then underneath it, it was like it was called a music centre. Yeah. And then underneath it was where you stored all this, all the albums and singles and uh, and yeah. tapes, tapes. As pie. Well. Was it Pi? P Y E. That was been. the big name of the time, wasn't it? Yeah. The Pi Music Entertainment System. So, what was the weather like, lad? The weather was a a meteoric, freezing cold. Hold on, what's up? Uh, I've just give you two extra quid. You had a five, and I gave you two pound. This is going live to the nation. <laughs> Take some money off the top there. It's coming I'll just give it all to my thing. It's coming out of your Christmas money. Is it? Yeah, I don't know what's in there. Oh. Yeah. Stick the bag. Yeah, I don't know what's in there. Be enough to get Mackies. Okay. See you later. See ya. <laughs> that was my son. Could I have some money to go to Mackies with the lads? That's right, lad. Um, yeah, it was a very, very, very cold year. Um, from the 8th of December, there was severe snowstorms that hit the UK and temperatures plummeted to the lowest in any December on record since 1874. Wow. And the heaviest snowfall since 1878. No way. The snowstorms continued in waves until the 27th of December, causing major travel disruption. Uh, reports of various rivers, like the River Rea, to- River Weir, totally froze over, enough so that people could walk across it. Um, strangely, al- although Britain was under a blanket of snow, the Met Office says uh, it wasn't officially a white Christmas because a snowflake didn't fall on one of the little machines on Christmas Day, even though it was under inches of snow. That is weird. What would you give now to have a Christmas like that? Yeah. 1981 holds the record for the deepest lying snow on any Christmas day with 47 centimetres in Kindrogan, Perthshire. No way. Um, Due to severe weather conditions, on the 19th of December, off the coast of Cornwall, Cornwall, 16 men died after a vessel lost engine power and the pen... The Pen Tree uh, lifeboat crew went out to aid them. After managing to get four of the eight crew onto the lifeboats, uh, both vessels were lost under conditions. No way. Um, some of the lifeboat crew members have still never been found. Uh, on the 11th of December, 
It saw the Sear Green rail crash, the Chilton Main Line in Buckinghamshire, after a signaling, signaling error, two trains collided. Holded the, the two trains held 150 passengers. There was five injured and four deaths, one being the driver. Ooh. All due to the weather, severe weather. So, yeah, it was a white Christmas, but officially, according to the Met Office, it wasn't a white Christmas because no snow fell on Christmas Day. That's bonkers, isn't it? It's, it's like we've, this has been totally random, but so far every year has been like interesting, hasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, since that's a fucking cold winter, that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm doing the music, aren't I? So the music. Where are we? Top 10, right. The Christmas songs from 10 down to 1 on Christmas in 1981. I'll Find My Way Home, John and Vangelis. No. Nope. Never heard of it. Status Quo, Rock and Roll. Yeah. Never heard of it. I know Status Quo, but I don't know the song. No, I mean, I played it and I still don't recognise it. Mirror, Mirror, Mon Amour, Dollar. David Van Day, wasn't he? No, the man who killed Box Fizz. Oh, because uh, he joined Box Fizz, didn't he? And he tried to run the show, and everyone went against him. Uh, number seven, Wedding Bells by Godly and Cream. You'll know it. Oh, Wedding Bells. <laughs> I'll just sing the word to you. No. Uh, you will marry. Uh, it must be love madness at number six. It must be love classic. Yeah. Number five, books fizz, land of make believe. <gasps> Another classic. Number four, ant rap by Adam and the ants. Ant rap. I'll know it because I do like mm -hmm. Adam and but I can't remember it. I was never into my sister was that was probably my sister's favourite act, him and Howard Jones when she was growing up. So I did hear a lot of ant music. Uh, number three, One of Us by Abba. I've heard loads of Abba because Michelle's a big fan. Well, that must never be song. that must be on the the album. Never heard of it. Mm. Uh, number two, Cliff Richard uh, stays at number two for the second week. So he doesn't get his Christmas number one with Daddy's Home. Daddy's Home. Oh. <laughs> I mean, this is him. Everyone, everyone stinks Cliff Richard has had half a dozen Christmas number ones. He's only had three, hasn't he? One, two, three, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, he had one in the 60s with the Shadows in 1960, I Love You. And then in 88, he had Mistletoe and Wine. And in 90, he had Saviour's Day. Yeah. He just becomes synonymous with the Christmas number one because of them two, didn't he? Because I, until I read that, I thought he'd had half a dozen. Maybe this, even eight. Like this is him. Sort of like, coming back, reinventing himself, isn't he? Hmm. Uh, and number one, holding on to the top spot for a second week. 
That Christmas classic, Don't You Want Me Baby by the Human League. Now, we all know this song, but I would never have had it down as a Christmas number one. never have said it was a Christmas number one, yeah, exactly. And it stayed Um, in number one for five weeks. Yeah, so I'm just going to read out my little bit of gumph. Christmas, it was single by British synth-pop group Human League, released on the 27th of November, 81, as the fourth single from their third solo album, Day. The band's best known and most commercially successful song, it was the 1981 Christmas number one, mm. and has sold over 1.56 million copies, making it the 23rd most su- successful single in UK chart history. Whoa! It topped the Billboard Hot 100 in the US on the t- 3rd of June. 1980, sorry, 3rd of July 1982, where it stayed for three weeks. Um, in November 83, Rolling Stone named it the breakthrough song of the second British invasion of the US. I never knew they broke the US. Mm-hmm. It's one of them songs, everyone knows it, don't they? Yeah. I mean, it still blows my mind. It still blows my mind now when I, I could be sat here or in the kitchen listening to music and an old song or something from the early 80s will come on and then my daughter who's 19 will come on and start singing it. And I'm like, oh, do you know this? She's like, oh, yeah, I know this. I know this, Dad. You know, prick. Um, the albums that were in the charts Christmas week, 1981. Yeah. Number five was Prince Charming, Adam and the Ants. Yeah. And number four, four number four, was a KTEL classic, Chart Hits 81. It was a double LP with 20 songs. Highlights on it are Bad Manners with the Cam Cam. Remember that one? Bad Manners, Bust the Blood Vessel. So this is before Now Exists, doesn't it? Yeah, Chart Hits 81, it was called. Yeah. Um, Slade. What's that called? Rock Up Your Daughters. Slade. Uh, Ultravox Ultra Vienna. Yeah. The Tweets, the Birdie song. <laughs> Kim Wild, Kids in America. Alvin Stardust, Pretend. And Dave Stewart, It's My Party. Isn't that right? Just them few songs there you've read out. Some of them are from 70s behemoths. Mm, yeah. But then Alvin Stardust, yeah. And Slade. But then the others... Are all these new wave people coming through? A bit of punk, Kim a bit Wild. of new wave. The teenagers—they're yeah, yeah. all in their early twenties. And like, I mean, when you get to the number one album, I've listened to that album, and they just seem out of time. Like, yeah. like their time is up now. I don't know if they yeah. ever had an album after this. I haven't read up on it, whether it was their last album or whatever. Um, I can quickly find out while you carry on talking. Okay. Um, so, yeah, number three, you've already mentioned Dare, Human League, where the number one single was off. Uh, number two, Queen's Greatest Hits. So, obviously, these are albums people are buying for the parents and the brothers and sisters for Christmas, aren't they? So. Yeah. And number one, um, ABBA, The Visitors. Like I said, my missus is a big ABBA fan. All her family are all ABBA fans. So whenever there's parties 
whenever there's functions, they always go up to the DJ and they always got to play other songs. It's all blah, 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 blah. But I too looked at this album and I didn't recognise one single song off it. Yeah. I've listened to so it. Not, and none, of the, none of the big songs are on it. Occasionally I'll dip my toe into Abba, but it's always just for a playlist. It's never an album because yeah. you'd all know, everyone knows the Abba songs. They're like the Carpenters. The, I mean, well, I have listened to a few Carpenters albums, really, but, uh, you know, you know the songs. But this, I didn't know any of them, really. No, well, I mean, these sorts of supergroups where they've had 20 albums out, there might be one one hit on each album. You know what I mean? So you'll know all the classics. You'll know you could put an album together of the greatest hits. And, oh my God, what a fantastic album. But that's one hit song off each album. You know what I mean? Oh. All the other eight songs on that track, that album might be dog shit. So this was the eighth studio album, and it was released on the 30th of November, 1981. All Star gave it four out of five. Blender gave it five out of five. Pitchfork gave it 8.6 out of 10. Sputnik Music gave it five out of five. And The Daily Vault gave it a B plus. So this is a highly rated album. Um, yeah. With The Visitors, Abba took several steps away from the lighter pop music they had recorded previously, and the album is often regarded as a more complex and mature effort. The opening track, The Visitors, with its ominous synthesizer sounds and distinctive lead vocals by Frieda, announced a change in musical style, with Benny and Frieda going their separate ways, the pain of splitting up was explored yet again in When All Said and Done, which is a good song, actually. The major hit on the album, One of Us, also depicted the end of a love story. Elsewhere, uh, there were Cold War themes highlighted, trop uh, highly topical at the time and further songs of isolation and regret. It was one of the first records ever to be recorded and mixed digitally, and also one of the earliest in history to be pressed on a CD format in 1982. Ooh. There you go. It's been reissued three times. I mean, just reading that little bit of gumph, it makes me want to can go and listen to it again because this is the synth part i mean yeah i forgot about one of us i do know one of us obviously that's uh that's one of the famous ones <laughs> oh i'm gonna have an abonnate <laughs> have a little dirty wank oh christmas wank so yeah uh so we had at number one on the singles uh, who did we say? Oh, yeah. Uh, Human League and then ABBA for the albums. Yeah. Um, I think I've already put the Human League in the Christmas playlist, which is on Spotify, Apple Music and YouTube. The links are in the show notes. Um, are we moving on to movies now? Yeah. You, TV or movies, whatever way you want, you want to do it. So... I found a website, movieweb.com, 
and I haven't tested it really, but I feel it's important that we literally, I did have a look at some of the biggest movies of the year, which I didn't screen capture for some reason. Um, Porky's, that type of movie was out this year. But talking about last yesterday. <laughs> right. So these were the big releases in December. 19- there was a lot of big releases while I was watching Porky's. Oh, yes. Kim Cattrall. <laughs> so. Why do they call her Lassie? Ow! Um, this was released on the 1st of December on Golden Pond. Oh, the Fonders. You know that? Yeah. Henry Fonda, Jane Fonda, and Catherine Hepburn, was it something like that? Wow. How do you know that? It's a famous film now. Okay. Um, 15th of December, Quest for Fire. No. No. It looks like it's some sort of, they're like cavemen. On the on the front, so Quest for Fire is like I don't know, maybe the Ice Age. Oh, I see. Yeah, right. Okay, got it. But that's only on the screen on the front of the box. Um, the eighteenth of December, Sharky's Machine. Chapter, what's his face? Bert Lancaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, it's Bert Lancaster, not him, it's Bert Reynolds. Bert Reynolds, yeah. With the hot chick with her arse cheeks out. How do you know these That's films? Right. I'm older than you, aren't I? Because he did the old Smokies. Yeah. Smokies. That come out this year, yeah. 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 Smoking the Bandit come out this year. Smoking the Bandit, yeah. And then, 18th of December, Ghost Story. No. No, so... Using that, 1981 ghost story. It's literally just got a picture of a ghost house. Okay. Mm. No, it doesn't... No, Fred Astaire's in it. Must be it's... quite old of isn't it? He must be the old codger in it who bites it. No, it doesn't ring any bells, that one. No. So... They're the movies of December 81. So it was a good year not to go to pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a very good year at all. No. Everyone was too fucking cold. Fucking snow everywhere. Exactly. So, Christmas... Get the three year. rings, get the three bars on the fire and sit around the fire. Oh, the lucky fires. Do you remember them? Could have put the fire on full. No, just the one. Yeah. And... Um, the first, because you haven't used it all summer, the first time you put it on, it always used to stink of burning. Oh, do you know what? My favourite smell coming up to Christmas was the first time you put the central eating on. <laughs> <laughs> After the summer, yeah. you'd have another central eating on. And you might have decorated your dad, might have painted the radiators or something. So the first time the heating goes on, the radiators get hot. There's that first initial spurst of smell of oh, like, yeah, the warm lead. paint. The oh, it was lovely. The lead coming out the paint. You knew, it was, you knew it was nearly Christmas when you got that smell. How late do you put the radiators on then when do you turn your heating on? We, I said to the missus yesterday, I said, we need to get to the end of October if we can. 
oh, do you know what? I feel almost ashamed. My missus came in from work today and said, have you had the heating on? She had to put it on for about an hour. Oh, it was cold today. No way. I put it on for the first time today. It was quite cold. It's August. Yeah, no, but it was cold. It's the end of the world. I might be coming down with COVID or something. I might be getting a bit of a chill. <sighs> right. So. Land in Tellyland. So I have got <laughs> um, Christmas Eve. I'm just having a double look because I think it's important. Then I've got Christmas Day, BBC One. There's both BBC One. Um, yeah, I'm just getting all the... Yeah, that's still BBC One. That's BBC One. And then that is ITV. Yeah, okay, right. I'm just getting lining it all up there. So, Christmas Eve... 535, 1981, Willow the Wisp. Oh, Kenneth Williams. Yes. He you narrated know, you know, that, didn't he? And it was called Christmas Box, the episode. Okay. So I haven't had a chance to look at any of these. The evening news that year was read by Moira Stewart. Do you remember Moira? Oh, Moira. Fit. Moira was just so friendly. Yeah. He wants her to be your ma. <laughs> Or your adopted auntie who wants to back. <laughs> um, it's your babysitter. Tom and Jerry, 555. Oh, classic. The night before Christmas. Yeah. Then at five past six, the Little and Large show. Oh, Sid and Eddie. The Christmas edition starring Sid Little and Eddie Large with guests Madness, the... Stutzy Bear Cats and Ooh. special guest Lulu. Oh, Lulu's everywhere at Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, 6.35, Top of the Pops. David Jensen presents a special live edition with oh. Zoo. So, what was Zoo? With Zoo? Yeah. No idea. Then at 7.15, are you being saved? Roots, old Mr. Grace is due to celebrate his 90th birthday and the staff of Grace Brothers decide to give him the coat of arms but find it difficult to trace his roots. So again, I haven't had a chance. I'm going to delay putting this out until I've been able to go on YouTube because these will all be on there. So I'm going to get the links and put them in the show notes. I loved Are You Being Saved. Um, 7.45pm, the Kenny Everett television show. <sighs> this is Kenny Everett's first show for the BBC, and in it he'll be doing several things we're not allowed to talk about and meeting several people we're not at liberty to divulge. The whole show is full of fantastic ingredients too numerous to describe. Suffice it to say, everything will be completely original in as much as it's never been done before. On Mm. the BBC. Join Kenny and a cast of thousands for the experience of a lifetime. Or, on the other hand, watch this show. So this is the start of his, I call his sketch show, like Sid Snot and all them. Yeah. 
and the one who um, the, the Hollywood actress whose clothes keep falling off. And then all my clothes fell off. Oh. But it's all done in the best possible taste. Big grand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 8.15, a 1972 classic, The Poseidon Adventure. Oh. That just seemed to be on every Christmas as well, didn't it? Yeah, that was a, that was a Christmas staple without those. Um, then, Christmas Day TV. There's no way to start Christmas off than with a good bit of nonsense. Roll fat Christmas. Oof. All hit nonsense. Come on, kids, Rolf's up, Sally. Uh, Rolf Harris with guests, Keith Harris and Darts, and 200 children. <laughs> from the Overly Middle School, Chester. So it's from Chester. Bring you a selection of Christmas songs. Rolf and 200 young guests bring you a selection of Christmas songs from the historic city of Chester. He would have been like oh a God. fucking pig in shit. So this is like 40 years ago, when it's so if they were like 10 or 12 then. They're in like maybe 55. No, they're still walking around now, scarred. Yeah. Sitting on Rolf's knee, playing with his didgeridoo. Blow <laughs> into this didgeridoo, little boy. So, 10.30, Christmas morning service from St. George's Chapel, Windsor Castle, in the presence of the Queen, Duke of Edinburgh, and other members of the royal family. Nice. Yeah. Then, 11.50 Christmas morning, the Donald Duck story, the inside story of the meteoric career of the world's most bumptentious bird showing how that devious darn duck got his start in life, part one. What does bumptentious mean? I don't know. <laughs> um, film, 12.30, so this is when all the men are going out to the pub in their new Christmas jumpers and the women are... Yeah, you know, getting the Christmas dinner ready. So they put on the film Tom Thumb, nineteen fifty-eight. Um, oh Christ, what's his name? Oh bollocks, can't think. Danny Kay, is he in that? Uh, Peter Sellers. No, no, it's not the one I'm thinking of. Then Danny Kay normally does like all that sorts of stuff. <laughs> um, two o'clock, top of the pops. Dink, oh, dink, dink, so it was dink, on dink. two days running, a live one and then the Christmas Day one. Okay. Christmas party, Radio 1 DJ presents their favourite hits from 81 with Peter Powell and Dave Lee Travers. <coughs> uh, three o'clock, the Queen, ten past three. This is a bit early, this. Larry Grayson's Generation Game. Uh, yeah, I thought three. I was remember that being a bit later than that. Yeah. Join Larry Grayson and Isa St. Clair. Isa St. Clair. You still Isla St. Clair. For this special Christmas edition with surprise guests and seasonal games for the contestants and the family to play at home. Um, film, 10 past four, uh, In the Search of Castaways, a 1961 Disney classic. Uh, then... Just as you're just getting a bit sleepy, a little bit more nonsense. Jim will fix it. Oh, shit. <laughs> With Jimmy Savile, OBE. Dear Jim, 
Please may I have a new set of angel wings. Go to Disneyland. Spend my 105th birthday by the sea. Work for Father Christmas. In this special di Christmas Day program, Jimmy makes these and other dreams come true. Dear Jim, can I milk a cow in the dark shed? <laughs> yes, I'll help you out. <laughs> oh dear. Um, 6.25, evening news, Moira Stewart. Oh, Moira's back. Yeah. Put a smile on everyone's face. And then... Man, a king amongst men. Oh, Six thirty-five. Paul Daniel's magical Christmas. Oh, <laughs> that's my impression of Paul Daniel's. Join Paul Daniel's as he conjures up a host of seasonal surprises and introduces his special guests from Hamburg, Tux, and his flying kitchen from Paris. Les Samurai, exciting exponents of the martial arts. <laughs> and the Les Samurai, is that his name? Or yeah. is it Les Samurai? Les Samurai. <laughs> Les Samurai, that's his name. Yeah. <laughs> it's Les Samurai. From Paul. Leslie. Leslie, to people who don't know him too well. Hello. <laughs> Pass me my sword. I'm just having a bifter. I'll be with you in a minute. Um, <laughs> so yeah. you mean Les Samurai? And then, 7.15pm, last of the summer wine. Oh, compo. Whoops, it was called. A special Christmas episode starring blah, 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 um, Foggy Clegg, somewhat cautiously agree with compo that Christmas isn't what it used to be. In an effort to recapture the spirit of their youth, they look up two long-lost boisterous schoolmates champion lamppost climber and duck impressionist Chuffer Enright Hey Chuffer Enright get up that lamppost uh, and long distance hand walker Splutter <laughs> I bet you that is brilliant I bet you that is absolutely Brilliant. Get up that lamppost. I can't. I my hands. Um, 7.45 p.m. The two Ronnies. Oh. This is like the best night to tell you ever. <laughs> um, Sheena Easton and Chaz and Dave. Wow. Yeah. And then it just gets better. Two, two, two pop groups you would never, ever put together. Just gets better, mate. Eight thirty-five, Dallas, Waterloo at South Fork. The problems for the Ewing family continue to grow as Jr. is confronting by both Miss Ellie and Bobby, who demand explanations. Ooh. Oh, okay. so I was never. Your Dallas references are lost on me. I never watched it. What? Were you more of a dynasty man? I was, I was like, I'll play football or I'll go and play my train sets upstairs. I was never into that. Play with your day. Um, how far after, how long after them was Falcon's Crest? I remember I used to watch Falcon's Crest for whatever reason. Um, I, think, I think Dallas was first one, then Dynasty, and I think Falcon's Crest. I don't know whether it had any, any relevance to the other two. 
or whether it was a standalone show. But I remember watching Falcon's Crest. Hmm. Although I couldn't tell you what happened on it. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> 9.25, Loophole, <laughs> 1980 movie. Starring Albert Finney, Martin Sheen, Suzanne York, uh, the vault of one of the world's largest and safest holding banks is reputed to be completely burglar-proof. However, there is one loophole. An expert team of professional criminals cramped in an labyrinth of sewers beneath the streets of London ingeniously prepare blah, blah, blah. never heard of that film in my life. What, what was it called? Loophole. No, never heard of it, no. Moira Stewart then does the news at five oh, past eleven. Moira's busy today, isn't she? Yeah, God love her. And then Parkinson on comedy. Michael Parkinson <laughs> introduces a selection of the funniest moments from his programmes in recent years, featuring, amongst others, Dave Allen, Rowan Atkinson, Cannon and Ball, um, Michael Benteen, Billy Connolly, Ken Dodd, Bob Hope, Frankie Howard, uh, Spike Milligan, Harry Seacum, Jimmy Tarbuck, Kenneth Williams. That is a show that needs to be watched. Parkinson yeah, on comedy. If that's out there, yeah. Ho ho! And then to top off Christmas night, this is the best night of telly that could ever be watched in the history of the world. Christmas night with the spinners. Over a thousand people joined the spinners at the spa for a musical celebration of Christmas. BBC cameras. Move into the famous festive atmosphere of Harrogate's Royal Hall to find Tony Cliff, Mick and Huey, and a singing audience. That is Christmas, in a nutshell. So, Christmas with the spinners. Yeah. On ITV, ITV was shit. (laughs) I only captured (laughs) Christmas... Um, Christmas Eve night. So, well, no, it was the same same time scale actually as BBC. So I take that back. ITV, uh, six thirty five, Crossroads. Yeah. Seven o'clock. Give us a clue, with guests including Terry Scott. Well, Terry- the hosts then. Well, it's still um, Una Stubbs and the tap dancing fella. Lionel Blair, I don't know. Lionel Blair. It doesn't say. It just says Terry Scott. Then, Only When I Laugh with... Um, oh, yeah. Is this the guys the, in the likely lads. Are these in the, the hospital? hospital? Yeah. Yeah. And they're in it for months. There's like three main characters, isn't there? Yeah. There's the fella from the likely lads. Yeah. There's a fella from... Is it the man of bone? Yeah, the fellow with the big tash. James um, Bolam. Peter That's Bowles. Him, James Bolam's the likely lads. Peter and, Bowles, yeah. And Christopher Strowley. Christopher Strowley, I don't know. See, I need to watch this now again. Yeah, only when I laugh, yeah. I remember watching that regular. Um, and then, 8 o'clock, London Night Out, presented by Tom O'Connor. With the choir of Winchester Cathedral, Basil Brush, 
Jenny Lee Wright and Rolf Harris. Who? Christmas Rolf Eve Rolf. nonsense. <laughs> At nine o'clock, Scrooge, the film, Albert Finney. The Albert Finney one, yeah. Yeah. Um, 10.15, 10 o'clock news. 10.30. Oh. <laughs> 10 uh, Scrooge continued. Remember ITV always used to do that? Split a film uh, up. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Midnight Communion, Newcastle Cathedral. Then, Christmas morning, 9am, The Wurzels Christmas Special. The Wurzels? No way. We've got a brand new combine harvester and I'll give you the key. Boom, boom, boom. You'll be singing Christmas songs. <laughs> this must be out there as well. Um... Christmas family worship, 10 o'clock. Then at 11 o'clock, The Dazzle. Edna O'Brien reads her story about a boy and his wonderful bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> See that wardrobe there? I built that wardrobe myself. It's fucking wonderful. Uh, 11.30, We Six Kings. The King's Singers... From the Nostral Priory. So that would be good. Um, 12 o'clock film, The Three Lives of Thomas Lena. Thomas Lena, 1963 movie. Again, 12 o'clock, The Men Are at the Pub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One forty-five, A Wedding in the Family. An unusual view of this year's royal, fam royal wedding. So this is 81, The Royal Wedding. Of course, yeah, yeah. Three o'clock, The Queen. 3.15, film, Doctor No, 1962. Boom. Cracking film. 5.15pm, This Is Your Life, presented by Eamon Andrews. Now, I've had a look ooh, and I can't ooh. find yet who, what, who it was. But it's Christmas Day, so it's got to be either Jesus or Father Christmas. Or Gandhi. Or Rolf Harris. Because he's what been on, about. Just get more on. He's been on everything else. Um, yeah. 5.45, the news. 5.50, film. The Muppet Movie, 1979. Muppet Movie. A movie that to this day I have never seen. I say, is that the one with um, John Denver? What's that one called with John Denver in it? Not that. That, Not that one. No, that is a, an album. It's the greatest Christmas album ever. The Muppets and John Denver. Honest to God, right. mate. Um, this one has got Mel Brooks, Bob Hope, James Coburn, and Telly Savalas in it. Well, yeah, never seen that myself. Then seven forty, game for a laugh. Matthew Kelly. Oh, sorry, Henry. Uh, yeah, Matthew Kelly. <laughs> Henry Kelly, Sarah Kennedy, and Little Hands himself, <laughs> Jeremy Beadle. <laughs> and then, so this is a diff, this is all classic, fantastic telly as well. But how do you compete with what BBC have put on? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. You, you you go back in time. You can name favourite famous double acts, and they all seem to be on the BBC, aren't they? Little and Large, Cannon and Ball, 
Oh my God, the most famous ones. Eric Morecambe and, Morecambe and Wise. But they were all sort of BBC at that time, weren't they? Did we have video recorders in our houses in 81? Oof. Because Christmas night was a write-off for one of the channels, wasn't it? You're not going to take... You're not going to... Don't forget, you didn't have a remote control, so you had to get up and go and turn the telly over. I remember our very first remote control telly. I don't know what year it was, but it was in a great big massive box and it had a wooden pull-down shutter and the remote control was connected by a cable. No way. <laughs> so it was just basically a box with on and off and volume up and down on it. And you just the lead was long enough to go for you to go and sit on your armchair and that was your remote control. Useful. So it wasn't infrared. Use a posh. So 830. It'll be all right on the night. Three. Three. Only. Is it still, is Dennis Norden's done them all, has he? Yeah. Number three. And then, 935, 1976, classic movie, Henry and Walter go to New York. Never heard of it. No. This must have been a classic before my time. Starring Michael Caine. James Kane and Elliot Gould. No? Oh, so three three massive names. So it might be a classic. We we just don't know. James Kane or James Kahn? Uh, it's spelt Michael Kane, James Kane, same spelling. All right, okay. Uh, 1140, Rise and Damp. Hey, oh, Mr. Wigsby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then ten past midnight, star in the sky, carols sung by the children of Saint Richard's with Saint Andrew's School, Hampshire. There's no better way to end a Christmas day than kids singing carols. But them two channels, because I don't think Channel Four was out yet. But them two channels, there, there, that is Christmas. It might not be the height of the 70s Christmases, but it's right up there. Yeah. I mean, going back to your video, did we have videos? I'm sure we must have, because CDs were out, weren't they? No. Sort of the CD technology was out there. When were they mainstream, like 82, 83? No, CDs. That ABBA album was one of the first to be pressed to CD. So, so when were CDs mainstream or got... out there? I got I thought my, 82, 82, possibly. Well, you might have been, but I didn't get my CD player until Vanilla Ice was out. Because that was the first yeah, album that was, I bought yeah, on it was CD. Before, wasn't it? I think the first CD I bought was uh, Pet Shop Boys Introspective. Mm. So, that, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe I am too early. Well too early, mate. Well too early. We had we had a, a top loading um video recorder around this era, but it wasn't eighty one, it might have been eighty three, and you were able to plug in a video camera and it had a big battery pack on it and you you had to you had to walk around with your video recorder holding it. And your camera there on the other shoulder. Oh, uh, right, okay. With a fucking great big thick wire. And if you 
my granddad had one of these and he because my granddad was boss he had a light that he could put on the top of the camera but that light okay. would drain the battery in about five minutes so it's just fucking pointless <laughs> so there's another thing i was just talking about the argos catalogues remember when you had the camera i, I remember one christmas my brother bought me a brownie camera Oh, well, my mum bought it for me off my brother. Yeah. Brownie camera. And to have a flash, it was like a, a square bulb on the top, wasn't it? Yeah. It would have four flashes per bulb. It You take the picture, the flash, you have to turn it round for the next one. And then round and round, so you got four flashes per cube. But this is the That's thing as well. Oh, sorry. You didn't waste your photos. Oh, yeah. Well, with your phones now, you just... Snap away, don't you? You don't give a concern about. I mean, I remember when I got that brownie camera, I spent months and months taking photos because, oh, what was the company called? Oh, Colour, Colour Prints or something. And you paid, say it was £2 for the film cartridge, but that also included your developing fee. So once you'd finished your film, you'd put it in the envelope and throw it in the post box. And your, your proceeds will come back in all one payments. No way. Love my camera. I love my little brownie Kodak camera. <laughs> uh, right, so go ahead. What's next? Yeah, well, I've just quickly thrown into Google and when did CDs come out? Yeah. And it's called CD was invented in 79. At the time before online music existed, it became the most sophisticated way to store and play music. On the 25th anniversary of its fair public release in 1982. Yeah. Well, that, so eighty two CD. Yeah. yeah, that ABBA was the like one of the first ones to be pressed onto it, and it must have been mind blowing to to get this CD with your music on, and I yeah. would imagine it would have been dead. Um, it would have been on Tomorrow's World, wouldn't it? But yeah, yeah. I mean, the big selling thing was you you know very hard to scratch it, whereas the LPs were easy to scratch, weren't they? Mm. But they're all the they're all the rage now. LPs are back. Well, the, the music enthusiasts. I mean, I'm sure Colin talks about it in his. They, yeah. they miss the crackles, don't they? They miss the crackle of the LP. He's got a massive LP collection, Colin. Yeah. Massive. Not as big as his biscuit collection, like. Look at this photo you found. Look at the kip on my sister there. This is Christmas Eve. I'm holding up my Christmas Santa letter. Oh, the oh. kip on it. I've got me rollers and why are you taking a photo of me? How old is she oh, there? I look so happy there, don't I? So you're <laughs> 10? You no, probably... no, this is an 81. Oh, right, okay. I don't know what the year this is. It's definitely 70s wallpaper. I reckon I'm probably, I don't know, 7, 8 there maybe. Yeah. My brother's about 5 years old than me, I think. Sister's two years older. Look at it on her. Mm. Why is she so tall? She's standing on something. Oh, I was going to say. Look at the look at all the presents around the tree in the Dixon's bag. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! Santa never stopped. Uh, toys then. Let's talk about toys. Eighty-one. Is it, are we not? Are we doing news or? There wasn't any. Okay, sound. I'm down with I mean, that. The, the news. The news I did was the uh, the crashes, the, the people dying, Brilliant. the lifeboats in the train crash. Well, yeah. 
Okay, so now again, I've gone with stuff that was in our house, and I I can't differentiate between what I had and my brother had, but also we got a lot of duplication, so a lot of things we would have got two of, one each. So do you remember the um, the MB Electrics Electronics Starbird Avenger? No. Which was the spaceship, and it looks like a penis. <laughs> no, definitely not. It featured exciting engine sounds, firing photon beams, battle sounds, and special target. Also reacts against other Avengers or intruders in a dogfight situation. So that's why you've got two. So, uh, so they interact with each other. There's the picture of it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember them. Didn't um, when he held it to go up, didn't it make it and, and like a going up noise and coming down? Yeah, I remember them. Never had one, but I remember them, yeah. Yeah. And that exhaust pipe there, which see. you can't see, you can't see the exhaust pipe because of the angle of the button. Yeah, you could fit your dick in there. Sound. <laughs> yeah, so that used to retail at <laughs> Argos was selling that at sixteen pounds, and the top that the top of it used to detach. Do you remember? So no, so that bit would come away from the body. You'd push that button there, and yeah. it would unclip, and it would just you could just have that thing just flying round if okay. you wanted, and that was the intruder which we never had. That was the other ship. Was that the body ship? Yeah. The anal intruder. <laughs> and then... Oh, I'll prove that we're not <laughs> I can remember the Sharma Jeep and trailer. Do you remember that? Um, no. I had, I had an action man Jeep like that. But not that one. So my brother was into the action man more than me. So I, th I would suspect that this was his. But this was really cheaper, only seven ninety nine. When you consider hmm. that an action man, that wasn't an action man official one, was it? Was that like a black one or another? Um, I can't remember the action man one having them decals on it. Yeah, it doesn't actually say. It says Sean or uh, Lois, so I presume not. And seven ninety nine is quite cheap. Ooh. Be... So, oh, well. what else? Seven ninety nine. Now you must have had somebody in the house must have got one of them. Mm, no, not that I remember. Oh, see, Thomas, my, my brother was badly into all this shit. So he got the horror makeup kit. And I can't get I didn't screen capture it properly. Um but I remember that. And it did look boss. All the fake blood and all yeah. that. Then do you remember the space speeder? This was Action Man. The Action Man Space Speeder. Yeah, remember it, never had it. Um that was seven. 17... 
I noticed, I remember going through the Argos thing, there was a lot of um, big, uh, did you get your action, your evil Knievel, you got your evil Knievel before this, didn't you? I think, I think so. I think I got mine at 78. Yeah, I think so, yeah. This, that's the danger of looking at the Argos thing, you see the toys that you had, but it's trying to, trying to decipher what year you had them. Yeah, definitely. Like, I noticed there's a lot of big toys coming on the market now where you'd say, well, all right, then that's your big toy. You're only getting a couple of little toys after that. Like now, the Lego train set came out, didn't it? Do you remember this? Perfection. Oh, yeah. Love perfection. Yeah. At a minute, otherwise they all shot into the air. Yeah, the old brain. Yeah. Look at the boats. Look at the one on the on the phone. Oh, Becca, that when she was little. Did you? There's, yeah, there's a recent version came out. So that was only £6.29. Obviously, Hungry Hippos is there. Mr. Pop, do you remember Mr. Pop? Was Mr. Pop out there? I thought that was well after that. Yeah. Mr. Oh, yeah, that's not the Mr. Pop I'm thinking of, yeah. Uh, Downfall, Operation, all Downfall, things. Downfall, yeah. Mousetrap. Now we we didn't have any of these really. Um, we had perfection, but me cousins were minted, and they had everything. Yeah. Um, so there's test match. Now, the picture you painted was of a full sprawling. Um, it's like a hexagonal shape. Yeah. And you had the white plastic L-shaped borders to stop the ball going out of. But it doesn't look that big. It was quite big, you know, because the box was massive. I remember I remember when I got the box, I thought, oh, my God, what's this? In fact, I don't think I got it for Christmas. I think I got it for my birthday. Right. Okay. But, yeah, it was really big. And then, but that green, that green mat never sat flat. Everyone had that. Um, no, I didn't. Hang it was back. one of them toys that... On last day of school, you could bring toys into school. Somebody yes. brought it in, and you're always dead jealous. You wanted it, and you never got it. Never oh, got it, no. And I used to love this game, Yahtzee. Yeah, we still play that now. We have games nights every now and again. We've got Yahtzee. Oh no way! Next time yeah, we come we'll over, yeah, we'll have a game. Um, yeah, folks. I used to be able to play that in my nan and granddad's. And it was one of the few games that they would have the patience to play. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Hungry Hippos, yeah. And then, oh, right. So, I definitely had a speaking spell. Do you remember one of them? Yeah, I remember them. Don't, I didn't have it. I had a speaking maths as well. I had the, was he, he called Professor or something? The one next maths to me? One. No, the maths one. Wasn't it called Professor? No, well, I had, there was, there is him. He's on the next square. But yeah, I that's had, the one I had. What was I that had, called? A Texas Instruments Little Professor Electronic Little Professor, Learning yeah. Aid. Yeah. That's the one I had. But this is a weird one, this. My mother and my granddad had this microvision. Oh, never even seen that. So that um, grey thing on the front was the game, yeah. and that would lift off. 
and you could put another car to John. Oh, so it was like Connect Four, um, the Brick One, Tetris. No, Tetris wasn't oh, Breakout. Breakout, yeah. The, so me and it was like rock and roll shit. You had to get a letter off the fucking Queen to play on my granddad's, and it it, it come in. It had a proper leather um, case that you'd slide yeah. it into. Wow, boss. Um, where's the price? Thirty quid. A handheld computer game. Control paddle. Uh, swat the ball towards the wall and break through block by block. Two speeds. Uh, obviously, so 30, 30 quid of Ben, that money, is £110 in our money now. Wow. And that was just for one game. You'd then have to buy the games. Buy the casters. Yeah. Simon says, obviously. Uh, yeah. Computer Battleship. Um, another one that they used to go to the last day of school, bring your toys to school. I always wanted it, never got it. Yeah. Um, big Track. Big track, always wanted it, never got it. Um, do you remember Lightning Luke? Mm, no. Cowboys shooting? Mm, yeah, now I've seen the picture, I remember it, but no. Never had it, never wanted it, never intrigued me. I did, what I've got here is Stock Car Smash Up, remember that one? No. That was one of my favourite games we used to play with your brother. So you had, I think it was a Beetle car and like a truck, a pickup truck, and all the bits fell off, and the door fell off, the boots fell off, the bonnets and everything, the roof. And it was like you put um, a toothed sort of wire down the back of it and then pulled it out dead fast, which made the um, the dynamo, you know, so when you put it down the ground, it shot forward. Does that make sense? Mm. So you pulled it out and it made the wheels go round. So I did it on mine, he did it on his, he aimed at each other, and they just smashed into pieces when they hit each other. And it's like the game was, whosoever car was smashed up the most wins. Do you Stock re- car smash up. Do you remember Grandstand Astro Wars? Astro Wars, yeah. I had Astro Wars, but obviously I had it later than this, so I haven't mentioned it. Yeah. Astro Wars, I had Scramble. I had, didn't have Pac-Man, but it's called Ogre Eater from Tandy. Remember Tandy, the computer store? Yeah. They had their own version called Ogre Eater. So Astro Wars was 28 quid. Yeah. So, so that would have been about 110, give or take. Yeah. Now that was my granddad. And again, so my granddad fought in World War Two, but he didn't. He was there clearing up the mess. Basically, he, he went in just at the end of the Second World War. So he would have been like 20 at the end of the Second World War. So 20 years later, he's he would have been in his 50s, maybe. Uh, yeah. And he had these hand, he had, he had all these electronic games. Yeah. Weird that. Because, well, yeah. We're like nearly okay, 50 that's, now. That, that generation is weird. Yeah, you look back and you think, wow, weird that. But, I mean, I'm two years off being 50. And I still play me, I still play uh, PlayStation regular. I play games on my phone. Mm, yeah. But yeah, it's weird of their, their generation to do it. Do you remember but that? Yeah, I, 
Did you get? I had Scramble. I had Astro Wars. Did you get Magic Snake? No. It was. Oh yeah, the Rubik's Cube thing. No, I never had it. Yeah, and obviously the Rubik's Cube. And do you remember the round Rubik's Cube? Yeah. Whip it barrel, six colour slide puzzle, twist and turns. Yeah. Nightmare. I had the Rubik's Cube, could never do it. Tried it maybe two or three times and never got picked up again. Yeah, fucking. You could either do it or you couldn't do it, couldn't you? I, I think because also of, of that time, that era we were, you got a lot of joint presents, or we did anyway. Right, here's a big present, but that's for all of you. Mm. And one of ours was Race and Chase by Powertrack. Do you remember that? Oh, like a scale electric with power track, a matchbox, and there's a police car and a Corvette, and there was a ramp on the on the um, the course. It's like a police chase, but the mad thing was the power thing. You press the trigger, obviously it go around like a normal scale electric. If you took your finger off the trigger, push the top button, and then the trigger, it would go in reverse. Oh. And then when it went to a corner, it span round. So it was facing the opposite direction. And then it would carry on. So it could go both directions. And I don't think it's ever been done again since. Mm. But the major downfall of it, the big glitch of it that it never why it never sort of took off, was when it went over the ramp, eight times out of ten, the little pin on the bottom of the car wouldn't go back into the slot. Yeah. So it'd jump over and then lose its power. So you'd have to give a little nudge to knock it back in the fucking slot. So if you played it properly, you took the ramp off. You'd have to play it without the ramp, so it just stayed on. But that was one of our joint presents. And um, I'd look in Argos for that, and that was 32 quid. Wow. So that's like 110 pound in our money. I mean, and that, 110, I mean, like, well... I mean, I, no, ignore me. I was going to say when I first got my job on the railway in 1993, I was on £110 a week. But if you do the maths, that would be like £400 a week or whatever now. So yeah. that's irrelevant. I was going to put £100, you know, t- that's still a lot of money. In- yeah, that's why it was a joint presence. Um, my main present this year, um, and I, I, I had to try and remember, was this a joint presence or was this just mine? And I'm almost, I'm 99% certain this was my main present this year, was I got a snooker table, Steve Davis pop black snooker table. Because <laughs> I, uh, I was well into the snooker, did half like it. Um, uh, and I remember that I was only allowed to play it when it was nice weather, because there was no room in the house for it. I had to set it up in the back garden to play. Oh. So <laughs> they bought me this snooker table and I couldn't play it. I could only play it in like the summertime or when it was dry. Um, the reason I went up to the loft to look for the Christmas photos was there's a boss photo of Mimi Granda playing in the back garden snooker. Oh. I haven't come across that one yet. <clears throat> and I kept that for, God, possibly 10 years, that snooker table, because it was a good condition one. Yeah. Um, it, was, it went from one house to another. We were in Belmont Avenue, where I got it for Christmas, where I could only play in the, the bedroom, in the, uh, the back garden, to move into Doorpool Drive, where my old fella put a floor down in the loft and set it up in the loft. So 
I was finally allowed to play it in bad weather because it was up in the loft. Wow. And I had that for a good 10, maybe 12 years. And you were good at snooker as well. Well, weirdly enough, last week I said to Matt, because we watched the World Championship snooker with um, Ronnie O'Sullivan, and he loves pool. Whenever we go on, go on holiday, we always have a game of pool. So I said, would you like to have a go of snooker? Oh, yeah, probably. So he went. Went had five hours of snooker, the snooker club the other day. Nice. Just have to get uh, Becca to pick it up now. Just go and get fucked. <laughs> so I can have a bed, yeah. Yeah, so um, he's got in, he's getting into snooker now, so we're going to try and make it a regular thing. Oh. <laughs> it's all gone. Uh, the other big things I the saw. The circle of life. The circle of life. My alpha used to take me to snooker when I was 14, 15. Now Matt's 15. I'm doing it too. Look, that's good and brings me some money. <laughs> yeah, the big things I saw, like I said, was the Lego train set. It was the first time it was a plug-in train set, wasn't it? The, this was the second generation of it. First generation was a, a power pack that went on the engine, the battery pack. Oh, yeah, okay. This one you plug in. Uh, this was 40 quid. It was adapted to fit the, the little minifigures, little Lego minifigures that came out a couple of years before this. Uh, the Star Wars at at, um, that was like a hundred pound in this in today's money, and Castle Grayskull was a big seller as well. Mm. Obviously, Atari, the Atari twenty six hundred, I think, came out in eighty, eighty, didn't it? Um, this was still a massive seller. Obviously, I I told the story that I wanted it, asked for it, never got it. I had to wait. I'm pretty sure I got it next year. I thought it might have been this year, but then I remember I got the snooker table this year. So my Atari story is next year. So, yeah, that's that. Have you got your, um, your wheel? Let's see what we're doing next week. Yeah, I'm just... Or have you got more toys to add? No, no, that's me. Um, I'm just... Generating it now, nineteen fifty-two to twenty nineteen. That'll be updated to twenty twenty, obviously. Right, score. Oh, come on in. Okay, can you see? So there's no cheat. Um, it's a bit of glare. Okay. Yeah, fifty-two to nineteen. Yeah. Oh. Have you looked? Oh, nineteen seventy. I've got a feeling that's going to be a classic year. So what are, what years have we done? We have done, let's have a look, 1978. Yeah. Oh, we've done 1970. Have we? Yeah, we've done 70 the second year. Oh. We've done 78, 70, 59, 2018, 20, uh, 1954 and 1981. I thought it was, right, is that, of all the numbers it could generate, it's give us a number <laughs> we've already done. Right, okay, I'm going to press it again. Uh, 1985. Oh, that'll be a good year, that'll that be a boss year. That. that is a good year. That will be a good year. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. Um, we just need to get our jokes up. Jokes, indeed. So, oh, yeah, right. People, while I'm still on, while we're still here, we want 
your Christmas music for the end of the show show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You just put your phone down on a piano and bang out a tune. If you've written a song and you're um, a, a musician, an unsigned up musician, just send in the track and we'll just put it on the end of the show. And in the show notes, there'll be a link to your website or your Twitter or whatever you want us to share. It'll be in the show notes. But if it's just you and little Timmy on your flute, if little Timmy's playing on your flute, you know, Silent Night, just send it yep. in and we'll put it on the end. And Definitely. We're going to have to put the song on at the end again because we haven't had any more new ones. I am going to learn how to do a Christmas song on the piano. It'll be a very basic one, but I'll oh. learn. I'm going to do it. Okay? Do it, do it. I'm going to do it. And also, I've just found, I've just realised how much joy I got today. Even though it only lasted five or ten minutes. Just going back and trying to find photos of Christmas, Christmas Day. Yeah. Um, so what have we just said there, 1985? Yeah. If you have any photos of Christmas Day, 1985, fire them into us, let's have a look. Yeah. What's, the, what's our email address? I've got no idea. It's Christmas podcast or something let's have a look <laughs> oh dear it's because i've got that many fucking podcasts everyone of them's got a fucking email address um it's christmas podcast at gmail.com send the send the pictures in and we'll tweet them out on our twitter account yeah and like he says give us some music yeah something you've recorded even if it's like something if you've got an old video footage of ninth, of like whatever year of like he says little Timmy singing a carol, send it in. It's better than what we've got. Oh, I'd love it. I'd just love to be. I'd love. I'd love this to become a thing. And this is a special one going out to Mister Brill. We know you've already sent one in, but you're a musician. If you've got more. Or you want to just knock one out because you can knock one out because you're that good. Knock one out. <laughs> just knock one out and send us. Stop saying knock one out. Knock one off and send us the evidence. <laughs> send it in a sock. <laughs> send it in your nan's sock. <laughs> right. Go on. You do your joke. Uh what did one snowman say to the other snowman? Is it just me, or can you smell carrots? <laughs> That's actually funny, that one. Uh, what do you get if you cross mistletoe and a duck? Oh, I don't know. What do you get if you cross mistletoe with a duck? A Christmas quacker. <laughs> Stop trying not to laugh. Change, you filthy animal. Snow is lying on the ground, and in the air the sleigh bells sound. The frosty patterned window pane, it's British summertime again. No, it's not! It's Christmas! Yes, Christmas and gold 
children wait for hoof beats on the roof. But this year's stockings won't be filled. There's been a mighty goof. Yes, this year there's no peace on earth, no food and gifts abundant. For Father Christmas has been sacked, and his gnomes are all redundant. Network.